Good morning, everyone, or afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. This is Abhishek with the Stop Being Confused About Health podcast, and I was surprised by this episode myself. You know, at first on YouTube, when I do these live interviews, I actually prefer not to know anything, so I don't, I didn't title it correctly. I just said, um, you know, a negative experience, Uh, but this was actually a near-death experience. Uh, There's two out of two here. And it shouldn't be surprising to me because there's a book that I've been working on for four years that contains dozens, over a dozen, uh, not dozens, but over a dozen of these exact stories of people going on these diets for no reason other than because the health benefits are marketed to you and you don't experience the benefits and then you almost die. Actually, not uncommon at all. So what I'd like you guys to focus on here is the progression. You know, what are the reasons that this man's going on the diet? Are there pre-existing health issues, mental health issues? None of that was really apparent here. And then, of course, it's very important for us to define, you know, what were the constituents in the diet uh, so we don't mislabel things. And as you'll find out, he was on a strict carnivore diet with zero vegetables, about 40% raw uh, meats and so on after watching um, YouTube channels, especially somebody named Severage, who a lot of people have told me about, um, and I think I'm going to have to uh, call him out on YouTube as a result of this, because a lot of these people are promoting information that is simply incorrect, and they're not devoted to the study of health sciences. So uh, enjoy this podcast, and if you have similar experiences, feel free to reach out to me at stopbeingfusedwithhealth at gmail.com, and I'd love to interview. Enjoy. So you guys probably keep hearing amazing things about the carnivore diet from YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> and so on, as well as keto, low-carb, high-fat, etc. The unfortunate reality is that publication bias plagues most uh, most science, especially a lot of nutrition science, and especially the marketing. So you only hear about the positive aspects of any diet. And I'm fortunate enough today to be joined by one of my viewers who reached out to me about a negative experience on the carnivore diet. So our intention today is going to be to understand what happened and really get to get to the heart of this matter and try to avoid, you know, the dietary wars and just focus on the facts. So thank you Art Art for joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I want to let people know that uh, all these crazy fat diets and uh, yeah, it's not a good idea to even so try. So what them. is yeah, what? where are you from, first of all? Well, I live in Canada, in Nova Scotia, but uh, my background is Russian. So I grew up in a very, like, traditional household, traditional foods, uh, yeah, a very balanced diet for the most part. So, yeah, it's okay. kind of my background. <clears throat> Excuse me. How did you hear about the carnivore diet? Uh, just on YouTube, uh, if you know the channel, uh, Sverage. Yes, uh, people have told me about him. I've checked him out a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on media. So <laughs> that's where I first heard about it and I got interested and yeah. So, uh, yeah, that sucks because all these YouTubers that promote certain diets, they only ever tell you about amazing benefits, including this Severage guy and you know, vegans, all of them. Um, there's not that many people do a balanced take. So why did you decide? You said you grew up with traditional foods and a balanced diet, as you admitted yourself. Why were you compelled to go on the carnivore diet? 
Uh, well, for the most part, from all the people on YouTube that are saying that were saying that, oh yeah, you you gain strength and you gain muscle and you just have mental clarity and uh, like all the crazy benefits, right? That people keep talking about it, and uh, I really had no reason to go on the diet, just uh, out of curiosity, and I wanted to try it. And uh, so I tried keto diet at first. And then uh, I got into all meat, and then I got into raw meat. And then, uh, yeah, at one point I was chugging like eight eight raw eggs at a time, and uh, I thought it was a good thing. And uh, yeah, that's how it all started. And okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's establish a bit of a timeline here. So when when was the first time you heard about carnivore? So I heard about it in September. And then within a week, like I just got right into it, like cold turkey. That's usually what I do with everything. I just, um, yeah, I come from a fitness background too. Like, just like you, like I was really into bodybuilding and all this stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I just got right into it. And in September, end of September, I started. Okay. And when like, did you learn about keto? You said it kind of started with keto and then it moved on to carnivore. Yeah, keto I did about for two weeks. So that was last year in September, 2018. And then uh, by the end of September, yeah, I was raw, like I was right into carnivore and uh, almost like a raw carnivore. A lot of, uh, uh, a huge part of my diet was like uh, raw meat and raw eggs and raw liver and uh, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Okay, and before September, what was your diet like? Uh, I just ate instinctively. I ate uh, a lot of, I, I cooked a lot of my own food, like uh, buckwheat, rice, potatoes, all kinds of meats. And uh, like I really, I, I was really healthy and I was never sick before. Like, uh, and uh, I was active. And then, uh, yeah, okay. very traditional Russian diet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a very balanced. Most traditional diets are extremely balanced. <clears throat> so, you told me right before this you were very interested in nutrition. So, how did that start? How did you get interested in nutrition? You know, despite you know, generally people from traditional backgrounds, they don't need to be interested in nutrition because they already have. Uh, everything they need so what got you interested in uh, nutrition uh, well I was younger in my teenage years I had uh, acne a lot of acne and uh, I'm like 95% sure it was from all the processed sugar that I ate like even though I had a, a balanced diet I still ate like a lot of um, a lot of processed sugar and like donuts and muffins and like all that kind of stuff and uh so I got acne and I thought, yeah, yeah, I might be, I'm probably not eating something right. But yeah, after a while, it just went away. I stopped eating sugar and then cured everything, like all my acne. So. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty yes. common experience. Um, you know, I myself grew up on a more traditional diet, but, you know, growing up in America, eating Pop-Tarts and all these horrible foods, um, you know, I started gaining weight. 
and so then then I became interested in nutrition as well. Whereas you know if I wasn't here, you know if I was raised in India, um, and if you were raised in Russia, maybe you wouldn't have had acne. You wouldn't have had a reason to get into nutrition. So right yeah, off exactly. the bat, yeah, exactly. So right off the bat, I want to establish something for all, all the viewers. Um, you know, Art basically just told us that he had no real reason to go on the carnivore diet. Um, he went on it in September of 2018, so very recently. And before then, he was eating kind of like a traditional Russian diet with buckwheat and uh, probably a good amount of carbs and meat and so on, I'm assuming. Um, do you drink milk at all? Uh, like in Canada, raw milk is illegal. So we only have pasteurized milk, so I tried to stay away from pasteurized milk as well. I used to drink a lot of milk, but okay, I cut everything. Kind of, we were uh, eating. So let's just uh, walk through a typical day of eating before um, keto and carnivore. What was that like? Yeah, so for breakfast, I would have like an omelet with bacon and uh, some vegetables and uh, like a piece of toast or something like that. And then uh, for lunch, I, like I would prepare all my meals for work. And then for lunch, I would have like a meal that I cooked beforehand, like the evening before, and the, which would be like potatoes with meat and some fried onions and like sour cream. And then, uh, or I would have buckwheat with meat or like rice with meat and, uh, sometimes even noodles, like stuff like that. Like, very okay. like whole foods basically. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's uh, you're trying to eat healthy. You know, when you, when you grew up, you were eating high sugar diet, so you changed that. But then you came across the Kool Aid. So what is the yeah. Kool Aid, guys? You've been watching the past few videos. I've been citing Kool Aid a lot. It's this idea that a new invention that has never been thought of before, like a carnivore diet um, or a vegan diet, any diet can give you superhuman powers. A lot of people call it biohacking. Where, whereas, uh, you know, biohacking is a very ineffective way of changing your biology because most of the potency of these natural compounds is much weaker than pharmaceutical drugs who are the real expert biohackers, but they also kill you. Um, I digress, but the Kool-Aid, we see many people who have zero health issues. They get transfixed by this Kool-Aid. So Art told us, you, get, you what were the specific things? If you go back to your memory, what was started getting you interested in keto, first of all? Because that kind of came first. Yeah, keto, just uh, just the carbs. They said, yeah, when you eat carbs, it's bad for you. Like, you burn out and then, uh, like, you gain weight. But I was never overweight in my whole life. And uh, really, I did it for energy aspects, too. People said your energy will be more constant and, uh, and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, people are talking about uh, that... Uh, vegetables and like berries even nuts they're poisonous which uh like i grew up with those kind of foods i remember where i grew up we had a big walnut tree and i would every fall i would eat the walnuts right from the ground and uh, i never had any problems i was never sick and then there's these people then now talking about that these foods are poisonous for us right and then uh, so like i started to question everything which like I was too naive, right? Just like a lot of people, and I should have just listened to my parents and my family, and just uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of common themes right here in the marketing of the Kool-Aid. You know, first of all, you said you're never overweight, but then everyone with the carbophobia convinces you that, you know, the carbs are the devil, your insulin receptors get burned out, which is complete pseudoscience that even people like Dr. Axe say say online. He literally said that. Uh, you said energy. Did you have issues with energy before the diet? You know what? I never had problems with energy, like for the, which is the funny part. But uh, I thought, oh yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do keto and I'll be like a Superman, like just like you said, like yeah, it's just brainwashing and uh, people try to sell you stuff and, uh, and yeah, when I went on the diet, I actually got grumpier because I was craving foods, like I was craving rice, potatoes. I was craving like fruits, vegetables, and like I cut everything out and then, yeah, I just got more miserable from that, so. Okay, that's that's perfect segue. So what I wanted to get into now was what your diet and experience was like from doing keto. So what was, walk, walk me through what you ate. You said you lasted about two weeks. What was that like? Yeah, so I I ate pretty much uh, a few vegetables, like some onions, fried onions, fried carrots with meat, basically. And then I started doing like uh, low fat breads or pancakes from like al almond, uh, almond powder or almond flour. And uh, I ate that kind of bread and uh, I ate very little carbs, pretty much no carbs. And uh, I, I did eat some nuts and stuff like that, but mostly meat, a few vegetables and uh, yeah. Okay. Much okay. And so you said you started to feel grumpier. What What was your daily experience like uh, in terms of mood, energy, health changes? What did you notice from that? Uh, yes, yeah, I, I noticed that I I started to burn out earlier on in the day, and uh, I started noticing my workouts. They were getting like like uh, shorter shorter in time and I was less explosive and uh, I was getting grumpier more often and uh, yeah pretty much uh, only negative side effects that I can think of okay exactly so for people who are watching right now who are just joining um, we're talking about arts keto experience before carnivore so it's kind of like a gateway drug you try one diet you go to the next so he you did this for about two weeks what were your workouts like well i work out very instinctively like body weight exercises and uh just i listen to my body and uh work out when i want to so what were the kind of exercises because you're um i'm really curious you said you felt less explosive so what were you kind of doing that made you feel that yeah like my workouts are very like i do like muscle ups and pull-ups and uh, dips and, uh, sometimes, yeah calisthenics pretty much and then i do like shoulder press like military press squats so they require a lot of like like explosive uh movements if you will and uh yeah 
Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's very good type of training style, and that it does require a lot of energy and and metabolism. So one of the big talking points is can keto give you more energy? And from what I've seen, anaerobic training generally uh, declines on on a low carb, high fat diet. Um, but there is some talk that it, with endurance athletes they can succeed. Uh, I haven't seen any top performing athletes do anything of that sort. Um, and so for everybody watching, uh, this is the first ep podcast episode where I've enabled Super Chat, where I will, uh, any donation you purchase, Super Chat you purchase, I give away 50% to my guests uh, as well. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast, that'll be an option moving forward. So workouts, explosiveness went down. And then what I was also curious about, you said you felt like you burned out earlier in the day. Could you describe that feeling? Yeah, like uh, since I didn't eat any carbs, I didn't uh, or any sugars, I didn't have uh, like any energy boost, right? Like uh, all my energy was coming from fats, and uh, my days are sometimes very long at work. I work twelve-hour days, fourteen-hour days, and then by the time eight hours hit around ten hours, like I just want to go to bed. Like I, usually, I would come home and like work out and or go for a walk, something like that, meditation. But I didn't feel like doing any of that stuff. And uh, when I, on the days that I worked, I was not able to do any like workouts after work, which is very unusual for me. Usually, I'm, uh, yeah, I work out right after work and. Uh, right. Yeah. What, what was your work, the, the type of work you were doing? Um, the work that I do is uh, like I work on the railway and we change change rail. So like I'm a machine operator, so I don't I don't burn a lot of energy in the first place. And then uh, once I went on carnivore and keto, like I saw I was still burning out and even though, even though I wasn't uh, burning as much energy like physically. Okay, so you work on the railway, but it's not like a physical job. You're sitting down most of those hours. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay, okay, good to know. I mean, even though you're still sitting down, it's like you have your resting metabolic rate, right? So you can kind of tell if your energy is going up or down. Um, but it would have been interesting to note your experiences if you were physically active. If if your job was, you know, ten hours of manual labor, do you think it would have been better on the diet or still worse? Oh, definitely worse. Uh, yeah, like... Makes uh, sense. I think, like, humans need carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. We, we're uh, omnivores, is what I believe. Our, our digestive systems, our skeleton, like, our whole skeleton is... Uh, Closely, uh, closely related to that of bears, and uh, bears are omnivores, and uh, our digestive systems are very similar to that of bears, closer to bears than, for example, lions. And uh, bears are omnivores, like I said, and that's how we should eat. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to get to that in a second. I would, I would love to know your conclusions and elaborate more on that. And it's pretty interesting. I haven't seen any memes yet talking about how we're similar to bears, but I know the vegans talk about gorillas. They eat uh, grass, therefore they're strong, have muscles. Um, and I've, I've even some people in th these comments and other comments have said we are like lions when we are not. Um, 
a future YouTube video actually is going to is going to look look into this, uh, but I have to do a lot of research. Okay, so how long did you do keto? I did keto for about two weeks, and then I went on a carnivore for about. I think I lasted for about two and a half months. Okay, so for everyone who is not familiar with this, the ketogenic diet is a diet that enables the metabolic state of ketosis where you're just taking fats and they actually get turned into a type of molecule called ketones. And there's three different ketones that the body burns. Um, main one is beta hydroxybutyrate BHB. And so you were probably still in, were you testing with uh, keto sticks, a ketone thing where you pee on it? No, I was never really like that into that. I just went by feeling and then- uh... Yeah, I was just wondering because you know, if you were on the carnivore, then you went super high protein. That's something we're, we're going to start talking about very shortly because that's really important. You might have actually not been as much in ketosis and it could have affected your results. But um, going on the more intuitive analysis here, already on keto, um, it was pretty bad, the energy. Um, were you eating enough fat on keto, you feel like, or were you? was it more protein or did you feel like you got that down? No, I tried to eat a lot of fat too because they said, uh, yeah, we should yeah. eat a lot of fat. And I, at one point I was just eating like a piece of butter with some steak, and uh, which is really against my instinct because ever since I was little, I could never eat a lot of fat. Uh, whenever I ate too much like grease or greasy food, I tend to throw up. Mm. So eating a lot of fat is really not very instinctual for me and not very natural i feel like but i still went with it and then uh, yeah i got really sick okay yeah I'm, I'm glad we established that because um it just shows that you know what you were doing with keto you know that it comes from fat because obviously if someone if we're going to talk about a something that happened on your diet and you're doing it wrong then it wouldn't support the overall conclusions for that diet so why did you decide to eliminate the vegetables and go kind of full carnivore uh, because the carnivore guys they kept saying that it's a waste of time and uh, same as the nuts eating nuts the people are saying they're poisonous and uh, berries and like all this kind of stuff and which is really dumb if you think about it because uh, people throughout history have always used herbs and plants as medicine and it's always been a part of our diet no matter where you come from no matter what your background is like our ancestors always ate plants and then now the carnivore guys are saying that uh, yeah they're not necessary for humans and we and they, they can be detrimental to our health that's why i eliminated like eliminated all the plants okay so yeah once again it seems like there was some new reasoning. So at first your diet was fine and you, you fell into the carbophobia pattern. And then there was a step, extra step for carbophobia, which is actually plant phobia entirely, um, plant phobia. And so what was your, so once you started doing that, um, what were you eating uh, throughout breakfast and how did you kind of alternate it? So what was an average meal like? Uh, well, when I went full on carnivore, my breakfast would be eight raw eggs. I'd just crack them in a cup, chug them down. 
maybe I'd have like a piece of meat on the side. And then, uh, yeah, that was my breakfast. And then for lunch, I would have a steak that I prepared like uh, the evening before. Or I'd have some liver, just straight up steak, like without anything. Um, and this was cooked or... What's that? Well, well, cooked or raw steak or both? Uh, no, cooked, like uh, just rare. I couldn't, I couldn't eat it raw because, uh, yeah, it was just... Yeah, because you're not a dog. You're not a lion. You can't really exactly. eat steak a lot raw, but there are yeah. certain cuts of meat where maybe you could eat a little more raw and fish and so on. Okay, uh, what else? Yeah, and then I ate a lot of uh, raw fish and raw liver that I bought from the farmer's market. And the uh, raw kidneys, like I ate that kind of stuff. A lot of eggs, I'd say it's about 10 eggs a day, raw. And uh, yeah, chicken, I ate chicken, cooked. I cooked the chicken though. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much my whole diet, beef. I, ate, I also ate some bacon too, so pork. Okay, um, so you were eating so a good mix of what what do you say percentage wise raw meat on during this carnivore experiment uh raw meat including eggs i'd say about 40 percent 30 40 percent 30 40 percent and uh you ate raw fish as well how often did you eat raw fish raw fish i ate like every third day so about two three times a week i'd say i eat a whole like a whole yeah. fish whole thing of fish Okay. And what did you enjoy raw fish? Because I personally, I'm just curious, I actually personally like, I feel like raw fish is more palatable. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the, the fish that I bought, it was from a fisherman, like fisherman market. And uh, it had a very fishy taste and I wasn't, I didn't know how old it was. So it didn't taste very good to me, but I'm sure if I catch a fish, from the river and eat it raw like like i'll be able to eat it raw it tastes good but the fish from the farmers fisherman's market um you kind of had to force yourself to eat it right yeah pretty much yeah. like because you, you never know how old it is you can't trust the farmers like you, like you can't trust the the stores no matter what they say like i found that out the hard way so <laughs> oh god okay yeah let's so let's get into that so you even ate raw kidneys which is um very interesting i've i think i've eaten kidneys once and i didn't understand what to do with it um but i'm not saying it's not food i'm just saying a lot of people think it's the kidney fat it's another one people are obsessed with kidney fat it's it's supposed to make you god now two months two and a half months or so describe your experience cutting out all the vegetables cutting out all the nuts you grew up picking walnuts from the ground, which, which is amazing. I've actually never done that. Um, how did you start feeling? Uh, did you feel any different from keto? Just, just take us through the experience. Yeah, I felt, honestly, I felt very isolated and I felt very different. I felt like a vampire almost. Like, because people at work knew what I was doing and my roommates and uh, like I was, like people looked at me and they, they're just like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you know? My parents, like, I didn't tell my dad. I told him after I got sick, and oh god, yeah, he was really pissed off. So, <laughs> and yeah, I just 
Take us through the timeline a little bit too. So what was like the first day like, the first week? Um, When did you start feeling like a vampire? Was it from the first day you did it? No, it was probably a month in. That's uh, because I started gradually increasing like raw meat. And uh, at first I ate some, yeah, I also ate raw lamb too. So the first thing I think I ate was raw lamb actually. And that was a very, it was a very weird experience just eating like a raw piece of lamb. And then uh, I started eating raw beef and then uh, not a lot, but like beef tartare, stuff like that. And then, yeah, about a month in, it was, uh, I felt very isolated and like nobody understands me. And then I, I thought like, I thought I knew, I knew everything about diet and stuff, right? Because I was brainwashed like from mm-hmm. YouTube, and, uh, all these guys and uh, yeah. Okay. And I learned about me. Okay, yeah, so that's that's what we want to get into. So you felt like a vampire, isolated. Everyone knows what you're doing. Um, but, you know, if, if you were feeling great and your metabolism was, like, on point, you probably wouldn't feel this way. So how would you describe your health now in terms of how you felt? Like, what was your mood, energy? Take us through that a little bit. You know, I did feel actually well at some point, but... Uh... I think the only reason I felt well be- was because I cut out all the, uh, like, uh, junk food. Like, uh, I did before in the past, I did eat, like, uh, muffins and, like, uh, donuts and stuff like that at work sometimes. And uh, so I cut out everything like that. And I cut out wheat, like, processed uh, wheat. So uh, I did feel a little bit better from that, I think. And maybe the placebo effect as well. I think a lot of it was just in my head that I I thought uh, I felt good at one point, but then it uh, went down, like my well-being and then my emotions. I, I felt like I was very uh, detached from my emotions. I didn't, I didn't listen to my body and, uh, yeah. Okay, and how long did those symptoms persist for? Like so, the ba- the bad symptoms? Yeah, the, you said the vampire thing kind of started a month in, and now you're saying you kind of you had a loss of affect. So loss of affect is common with a metabolic decline, and it basically you mm-hmm. stop feeling emotions. You stop feeling happy, sad. Everything's just kind of a you're separated, detached from it, as you just said. Um, how long did that last after it came on? It lasted until I finally said like screw this i'm not doing it until i ended it and i started eating normal again okay yeah good to know and so you said you almost died yeah what happened there so at the end of november um i got a really bad bout of food poisoning and uh, i'm not sure what it was exactly it might have been the raw liver or the raw fish that i got from the stores and I had, like, I was I was never that sick in my whole life. I had diarrhea about 15 to 20 times a day for about eight days straight. And I couldn't, I had a very bad fever. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't digest anything. I didn't eat anything for pretty much five days. I couldn't, I couldn't 
even digest water. I just kept crapping everything out, right? And then, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I got better. And then uh, in two weeks, I, I went back on keto after that. On keto, actually, I went back on pretty much carnivore. I did include a few carbs here and there, but pretty much only meat. I went back again. What kind of carbs, then, just to clarify? Um, like some apples, like a few fruits. That's all. Okay. And a few oranges, like a, twice a week I'd have uh, some oranges and apples. Okay, so this food poisoning lasted five days you couldn't eat. How long did it last, the whole thing? you had it, it, it lasted eight days. Eight days, right, right. Yeah, and then in two weeks, so that was uh, December 20th, it came back again. The same thing. I had severe yeah. diarrhea again. And then, uh, I, like this time, I was throwing up a little bit. And then, uh, luckily, um, my dad told me about activated charcoal. That's the thing that they used back in the day. And uh, that kind of, um, I got better with that in about five days. So this time, it lasted five days. The, uh, the diarrhea and whatever it was, I'm not sure if it was still the bacteria that was in my gut, gut or if it, uh, if it was from back from the diet. I went back on the diet and then something happened. Or, yeah. Did you eat more raw liver the second time? Was there something? No, second time I didn't eat anything raw except for duck eggs. I was eating a few duck eggs raw. But yeah, um, second time I just ate pretty much steaks, a lot of steaks, and uh, okay, just wondering. Yeah, um, so food food poisoning can happen. So the liver, you said you ate some raw liver. Do where was it from? Was it from like a supermarket, from a farmer? It was from a farmer's market. It was uh, I was in BC, Canada. And we had a farmer's market there, and then uh, yeah, it seemed pretty clean. But uh, I think I might have left it out too long on the card counter um, because uh, there's also people saying that you shouldn't eat cold meat, like you should have it at room temperature, which, yeah, which I left it out for about six hours, then I ate it, and then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who, we don't know exactly what the cause could have been. But, yeah, there's clearly, sound, yeah. clearly some kind of food poisoning caused by bacteria causing the diarrhea. So you were hospitalized for this? Yeah, I was hospitalized the third time, actually. It came back a third time. Uh, yeah, and uh, so this after the second time, I said, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to eat normal. And I went for holidays. I flew to my parents' house, and I ate normal, traditional foods and, uh, for the Christmas holidays. And then uh, I went back to work. For a few days and then uh, I was very stressed out at work just because uh, of work and then uh, I got really sick again and then this time I was throwing up though I kept throwing up I couldn't uh, I couldn't uh, eat anything for three days no actually for five days I couldn't eat anything but I I was throwing up constantly for about three days Did and the second day sorry did anything trigger the third one? Yeah, I'll get to that. Um, like when I when I got to the hospital, um, I like I got hospitalized and I was very dehydrated and 
I'm pretty sure I almost died. Like the doctors looked at me and I was like a zombie. I I couldn't like yeah, I could barely move. I couldn't I couldn't talk. I could barely talk. And then uh, the doctors took a, a CT scan and they took my blood and everything. And uh, they said, uh, one of the doctors said I might have developed uh, colitis from the food poisoning, which is, uh, colitis is just like a disease pretty much that uh, causes uh, diarrhea and it can cause vomiting even. Uh, it can just come out of nowhere. And certain foods can trigger it. And uh, some people are born with it. And then some people develop it after a very bad bout of uh, food poisoning. And uh, so, yeah, I think from that I developed uh, colitis. Um, I'm not exactly sure, though. The doctors don't okay. know. Yeah, yeah. So did you f uh, feel like you were going to die? So in the hospital bed, you, you couldn't talk, you could barely move. And what was that like for you? Emotionally? Yeah, it was horrible. I, I was lying in my bed and yeah, I was, to be honest, I was like pretty much crying. Like I thought I was going to die. I couldn't eat anything because before this, I was very healthy. I was never really sick before I started the whole diet thing. And uh, yeah, there was a, uh, I thought like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to recover. I'm going to be like this forever. And, uh, yeah, I went to the hospital to get IV to get some hydration nutrients pumped into me because, uh, it just kept getting worse. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a very high fever. And this was, and, a, so and you so, felt what? I felt suicidal as well. From right, right, right. Um, so this was the third time you developed a food poisoning. It could have been an issue that kind of got kicked off from the first episode where you ate raw liver. And so somebody was talking about um, quality here and assumed that the liver was from the supermarket, but we just clarified it was actually from a farmer's market. So it should have been even much better than a supermarket quality. Um, what triggered the third one? Did you... you went from home for the holidays, ate the traditional diet, then you came back for work, were stressed out. Uh, did you eat more raw food? What, how, how did you get it, you think? Uh, no, so the third time what triggered it was, I think, um, stress. And I did eat for when I came back, I didn't have time to cook. So I did eat a lot of junk food for two days and I didn't get much sleep. And uh, like the thing with colitis, when you have colitis, like things can trigger it, like, stress can trigger it or uh, certain foods like say wheat or uh, dairy can trigger it sometimes and uh right. but yeah it was very very unpleasant yeah yeah so i mean colitis any disease that ends with itis stands for inflammation so i wonder if have you ever ha had these symptoms before like growing up did you have any uh colitis Never, never. Like I said, I was very healthy growing up. I, in the winter, I was like, I, I would go swimming in the winter in the Canada. Like, that's, uh, and I was never sick. Never. Like, I ate healthy and swimming in the cold water. water. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely very healthy. You know, in Russia, they have the ice bathing thing, um, a lot of bathing traditions in ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
very healthy um yeah so that's really important so what i'm wondering now and i don't know if they figured this out they gave you a diagnosis of possible colitis that seemed to have been triggered by stress which means that some damage occurred to the gut beforehand because if it's getting triggered by something it means it was already there before but nothing have ever triggered it beforehand so what I'm thinking now is maybe the two and a half months on this diet could have created some gut inflammation, which is kind of the opposite of what everybody's saying, is that you can reduce your, your gut inflammation as well. Um, do, you, do you think that your guts could have developed this issue from the diet? Or was it? Oh, yeah, for or? sure. For sure. I think that's what's going on from all this. Because meat is actually, it takes a long time for meat to digest in the system and to break it down and everything. And eating just meat is hard on the system for humans. Like it's, and uh, I think my intestines overworked and then I got the food poisoning and then it just, uh, yeah, I got my, my colon got uh, very aggravated and damaged. And then uh, that takes time to heal. So I'm still healing right now. I took a month off work just to just to heal myself and uh i'm eating like a very like a lot of soups right now and uh only home cooked meals like i cut out wheat even dairy i'm not eating any dairy right now just to heal myself right and uh hopefully it doesn't come back again but uh yeah that's what i think happened it damaged my intestines and my colon and uh and then once it gets inflamed, then the symptoms come back, like diarrhea and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's very important. It could also have been, did you lose any weight during this period, like in an unhealthy way? Oh, I lost a lot of weight, yeah. Like uh, <clears throat> when I came back for Christmas, even, like my mom said, yeah, like you lost weight. Like what's going on? And like I told her, yeah, I was really sick and she knew about it. And yeah, I, I definitely lost weight. And uh, like muscle mass, I lost muscle mass. So how much strength. weight did you lose over these two, two and a half, three months? You know what? I'm not really sure, but I'd say probably about 20 pounds, like 15, 20 pounds. And yeah. And you, you told us earlier, you weren't overweight. You had no weight issues. So going from healthy weight to losing 20 pounds, a lot different than someone who is obese, losing 20 pounds. Um, and it could could have been unhealthy. And I asked that because if you did lose weight, um, you could have seen a decline in your metabolism, which will slow down your digestive tract. Um, what was your bowel movements like? Did you have any constipation from carnivore? Uh, a little bit, yeah. And I, I had always like a weird feeling in my stomach. I, I was getting stomach aches sometimes. Then after I got poisoned, it was just constant like stomach aches. And my, uh, yeah, I just, like, my, my bowel movements were all right, but uh, something didn't feel right. And uh, yeah. eating normally now, I see what, like, my bowel movements were definitely not ideal from when you eat a normal diet. So let's get into uh, what you've learned now. So it's been, it was at, as early as December where you last had the, the vomiting symptoms um, and diagnosed with colitis. Um, so you've been recovering, drinking soups, light foods, and you even had to take time off work. 
And that's really interesting because uh, two weeks ago, another viewer was interviewed and he had to also leave school because of the diet, the carnivore diet um, and keto and so on. Um, so this recovery is very, very important. Uh, if you ever go through any diet, metabolism shuts down, you do need to actively recover. And I've, yeah. I've had to work on that myself. So what were your lessons? My lessons are definitely uh, eat a balanced diet, a traditional diet. Um, if you come from a background like me, like listen to your parents, like listen to your family, because like my parents, they grew up on a farm and they're very healthy, very strong and big, and they never had health issues. And we should eat like those people ate, like our ancestors ate. And uh, that's what I learned. And always listen to your body. Like if you, if you don't feel like eating, then maybe don't eat. And if you feel like eating, eat. Like just listen to your body, right? If you're thirsty, like drink some water. Like very simple. But cutting like a like really doing diets with like veganism or carnivore or keto, like, yeah, I don't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. You know, the, the water drinking is really interesting too, because now there's a dry fasting trend and, uh, I've, I just feel a bit more energy when I drink some water, if I'm thirsty. Um, do you feel that, um, you two months was too short? So, or do you feel like, do you feel, feel like after five months, you would have magically turned superhuman the way things no, were going? I probably would have died, to be honest. Uh, right. Like, I don't know if it works for other people, like carnivore. I don't know how other people do it. Maybe they're a little bit different than I am. But for me, definitely, like I said, I was never sick before. And then I got, I started a diet and I got severely sick. So. That's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people, so one of the big points on this channel is that people are using their head too much to make food decisions rather than their gut. And so when you use your head, you'll tell yourself, oh, I got to keep going, I got to keep going. And Art told us a few times that he could feel that all these raw eggs and everything was not intuitive um i think there's another food in particular where you said you kind of the raw fish you didn't even taste smell good or seem appetizing um yet you keep going and there's this hope and belief that's sold to people that you, if you keep going uh you'll magically improve but the reality is you know things are just getting worse every single day on the diet you're feeling lethargic your workouts aren't improving you're not getting any of the benefits that everybody told you uh you're going to get so why would you think you're going to get it if you go even longer you know so I, I feel, so what I see is I see a very good mental tr transition here um, in art. Um, and thankfully he, di he didn't stay much longer on the diet because he, he could have uh, not been able to join us today. Um, I think we covered everything. Are there any other topics, uh, anything you think we missed that you want to cover? Uh, no, not really. I think I told every, like everything that happened to me and I want people to know that, yeah, it's not a game. It's not games playing with your health like that and with your diet and yeah just yeah i don't really have anything to add to right so you're you're in kind of a recovery phase right now um are you, are you feel seeing steady progress with the way things are going yeah i'm like i 
I'm resting a, a lot and um, going for walks in the forest and uh, just taking it easy. And yeah, two weeks ago I was sick again, so now I'm recovering slowly and uh, it's so far so good. So. Wait, two weeks ago was the third time you were you were sick, right? Or was the fourth yeah. time? Third time. Yeah. Third time, yeah. Yeah, so it's only been really two weeks since that last episode, um, but you ended the diet back in before the holidays um, yeah. when you went to visit your family. So, yeah. well, good luck with that. Take care of your gut. You know, that could have been some, some damage there, um, slowing down of the metabolism. And uh, wish you all the best. And everybody listening, what we learned today is listen to your family and also your body because uh, it's wise, especially when it's based in your family has a traditional background. So thank you very much, Art, for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yep, thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.